Hashtag SAFMBTH. It's 14 minutes after 4 o'clock. So as 16 days of activism against women and children draw to a close, we pay close attention to how the scourge of gender-based violence and femicide is impacting the local economy. According to a report by the University of Johannesburg and the Africa Shared Value Initiative, as well as KPMG, released back in 2021, the financial implications of gender-based violence and femicide cost up to 36 billion rand per year. To tell us more about what indicators and segments of society are considered. We are joined by Dr. Ntabi Singh um, Muliko, who is an economist at the Stellenbosch Business School. Dr. Muliko, once again, thank you so much for joining us again. Uh, very good afternoon, Alton and your listeners. Thanks for having me. So, what indicators do we look at when it comes to quantifying the impact that gender-based violence has on the economy? Well, I think there's a direct impact in terms of the loss of earnings that you measure. Um, people are not at work, there's downtime, There's lots of revenue. I think that the opportunity cost as well, where people ought to be economically active and participating in the growth of the uh, company or the workforce where they are, uh, there's value of output loss because of that. And I think that the general uh, decline in economic uh, activity due to the stresses, so there's a cost in terms of now uh, the uh, social uh, welfare aspect, the increased cost in terms of uh, the justice cluster having to take care of these cases. They, of course, have a multiply effect in the justice cluster and a reallocation of revenue. So we know that, uh, for an example, Saab, uh, the South African Police Service have an allocation in this current budget of around $112 billion. A percentage of that will go not just to visible policing, but also to deal with domestic violence, but also to provide visible policing uh, in response uh, to the GBV. If scourge. So there are reallocations that must happen from a budgetary perspective. There are also reallocations for the care. So Department of Social Development will also allocate from their expenditure some kind of support to the NGOs that they fund and finance. So holistically, you can actually uh, measure the kind of cost uh, that gender-based violence and femicide cost the economy. The estimates are around 2% of GDP. So if you approximate in dollars, our GDP is around $380 billion. And the, uh, a percentage point of that uh, is around 3 to $4 uh, billion US dollars. So uh, these are conservative estimates. And you can imagine the multiplier effects on families that you cannot value um, on the social, emotional, yeah. and psychological impact. Geez, um, 2%, um, that's, that's, um, that's a really a lot of money because if you think about, for instance, um, the Reserve Bank governor speaking about how the economy would have grown um, by at least uh, 2% had ESCOM been operating optimally. And then you think about it and link it to, for instance, what you're speaking about now, about the impact of gender-based violence on the, on the economy. I wonder then, um, when it comes to the type of interventions that are required, and I know that I'm speaking here from an, from an economic perspective, but what is then required? Oh, well, I think the, the most successful interventions are those that prevent. So if you allocate resources and financial resources, not just to policymakers to create bills, uh, to catch the perpetrators, which are very necessary. So I think the consequences of violence need to be dealt with um, and addressed. So that's the justice cluster. So we see the allocation in the budget accordingly for that. But I think that where we actually miss the point, and I think where we need to 
try to uh, reduce the prevalence of GBVF is where we allocate budgets to teach young kids what is consent, to teach children. I think they've done it in East African countries, and this has had a direct impact on not just HIV AIDS rates, but also on sexual offenses, uh, rape cases. People need to be taught what is consent because clearly there is a crisis when you have over 10,500 rapes in a quarter in South Africa reported by the Minister of Finance. I think the second aspect is to teach and to ensure that there's counseling for not just our perpetrators, but for victims. So I think money has to be allocated to that because of the harm caused to the person, because of the effect and the impact on the person's soul and their uh, emotions. I think that there has to be a healing process because what is not dealt with, it multiplies in the next generation. And what is not dealt with, particularly from the perpetrators, they will then continue to address their emotional tensions by beating up people, by beating up their partners, their children, and decide the, the, the multiply effect and implication of that is, of course, the trauma that we see, the cases that are reported, the statistics that we see. So I think that we have to have a, a, a really, I'd say, a, a, a large-scale intervention around the person and the healing of the person, the dealing of the trauma. And I think that requires counseling, that requires an efficacy in terms of monitoring the impact and availing... Hey, Aldrin, you're reminding me of next week, you know, I'm staying in the apartment, you know, Hello. Ap- apologies for that. Apologies for that. Uh, yes, it's a I voice note just that started playing yeah. there. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was just availing resources that measure the economic and also the social impact of um, of these type of things. So we have to prioritize. I think there's a there is. Um, I know that the budget constraints are there. Yeah. Um, with austerity, but I think that we have to be focused. Doctor Muliko, is there though something that needs to be said about teaching conflict management from a very young age and how to deal with that? Because we know once we get into the business space uh, and once you are employed, there would be some sessions that take place even during induction where they speak about um, how to deal with conflict within the workplace, but how to deal with conflict within social settings. Yes, so I think South Africans need to deal with pain. Mm. South Africans need to know how to deal with suffering. I think uh, we we somehow are not well equipped to deal with disappointment. We're not well equipped to deal with even uh, rejection. I'm not a psychologist at all, and I mm. think those who are within the social work and within the health and the, the mental health space will be more equipped to and versed to 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 speak on the psychosocial aspects. But the issue of um, it, 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 it seems that the type of psychosocial problems that our society has is not being dealt with adequately. Uh, we are not necessarily dealing with the kind of pain and suffering that are not seen. So they're not visible. So it's easy to see a, a wound that someone has if you have a car accident. We can see the bleeding, right? If you have a, a break, a broken bone, we can, you can see that pain. But the emotional pain, the detachment, the violence that people have grown up under, the anger, all of these things, I think that the dysfunction um, is coming out in the way in which we deal with each other, the lack of humanity, the amount of murders that we are seeing, the, 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 the ease with which South Africans are able to kill one another is, is almost like we're in a war zone. And I think it's been cited that these crime statistics are startling because we hear them every quarter. Um, but the impairment, the, the, the loss of life, we, we are almost numb. And I think that it speaks to a society that needs care. 
speak to a society that needs healing and is under a great deal of pain and suffering. And I think we do need some kind of direct intervention. And I think that's where faith-based organizations come in, NGOs, social work, the Department of Social Development. But I think it has to be very deliberate. I think at a schooling level, I think at a family level, and I think that it cannot be simply a laissez fair thing because what we're seeing now, the rate of murders, the rate of... If, if I heard the clip that you, you, you played just before. Uh, also, if South Africans can rem, be reminded of the CPUT young woman who was uh, uh, stabbed in full view of other students by the, uh, we thought it was another student at the time, and then you find out it's actually it's the husband. Um, the kind of violence and trauma, what kind of, of, of society sees that kind of thing, and we see the kind of violence that is normal in our society, I think there's something wrong. And I think this is where we need to intervene. Thank you so much for your time, Dr. Ntabiseng Moleko, who is an economist at the Stellenbosch Business School.